This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager who used to waste thousands on household bills. Now I'm a comparison shopping machine. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer who used to balk at calling up providers to ask for a better deal, but now realises it's just business, baby. In this episode, we'll give you a step-by-step guide to go and save some moolah. Hello, and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. Before we dive into this week's topic, we want to shout out to our latest reviews. Thank you, Joanna W., who said this is the best admin advice. It simply changed my attitude to life admin. It saved me time and money. Buy the book. It's an excellent reference tool, and my life is finally getting sorted. Thank you, Joanna, for that review on Apple Podcasts. If you are enjoying the podcast, if you're getting little pearls of wisdom, please leave a rating and review on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to us. And if you've bought our book, Life Admin Hacks, and you're finding that helpful, please leave a review on Amazon, Goodreads, or wherever you bought the book. It really does make a difference to helping people find some of these answers and drop their mental load. Yeah, so our book Life Admin Hacks has gone into reprint, which is super exciting. (laughs) We recently had some really great events with Ladies Finance Club, Aussie Biz Took Book Club, and we're now starting to make the rounds at local libraries. So if you'd like your local library or your workplace to run an in-person or a Zoom workshop, please let us know and we'll reach out. We'd love to meet you and answer all your questions. So in this episode, we're going to talk about comparison shopping, and we decided to focus on this topic because, you know, you can't escape media reports at the moment about the fact that the cost of living is rising. We're seeing sharp increases in the last few months in Australia in food prices and fuel and rent and property prices, you know, and these inflationary prices are for discretionary spending, like the things that you want but you don't necessarily need, as well as the non-discretionary items, so all of our everyday cost of living expenses. You know, interest rate rises, pending, we've been talking for months about this, it's happened in other countries. And so we thought, you know what, this is a great time to focus on how people can save money. One of the key ways you can save money is to comparison shop for your largest household expenses. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Yeah, so a lot of this content will come out of our book. Part four is all about getting the better deal. So we are going to talk about a lot of that content about making better decisions and satisfying. And we have actually also done a previous podcast episode, which you might want to go back and have a listen to, episode 33, which was called Comparison Shopping in an Hour. And we talked a lot in that episode about the paradox of choice. And we really focus probably more on everyday household purchases. So I think in that episode, Mia, you talked about buying a printer and I mm. talked about how to choose a photo book. So in this episode, we're going to focus much more on household bills rather than, I guess, those household items. So in this episode, we'll talk about the understanding of the payoff to a methodical approach, the seven steps we think you should make to make your choices straightforward, and the best comparison websites to use, and a plan just to get started and get on with it. Okay, let's start with the prize. Like, why is it worth doing comparison shopping, Dinah? Well, I mean, we are going to talk quite a bit about money, but not only does it save you money, it also gives you that peace of mind that the services you've got fit with your current needs. So yes, definitely save money, but also that peace of mind, making sure you've got the right product for you. 
But when it comes to the dollars, it's actually been estimated that Australians pay more than $11 billion a year in what we call this loyalty tax because they're not seeking out the more competitive deals in things, particularly the banking, insurance and utilities. The reality is most providers offer the best discounts and deals for new customers. So the reality is usually every time you do this exercise and switch, you'll come off better off. There is no um, such thing as getting paid for loyalty these days. So depending on the product category, you can save hundreds or even tens of thousands sometimes when it comes to things like home loans. Yeah. And people get really peeved because that general idea that, you know, they might be with a company, but that company's offering better deals to new customers. And you're thinking, I'm hanging around. I've been here. I've been loyal. I don't want your silly rewards program. I want cold hard cash at the end of the day. I want you to give me the best product, but it doesn't always happen. And it's, it's annoying having that feeling that you're possibly getting ripped off. Yeah, and I think it really is annoying and it used to frustrate me so much. And then I think once you just get over it and embrace it and realise actually I'm going to have to do the work to get the money that usually you'll be better off. Yeah. So we recognise that not everyone has the time to shop around. We have a lot of services and there's been so much privatisation in Australia that now we have to shop around for our electricity and gas. We're shopping around for our phone, our internet, our private health insurance, Things like superannuation, home loans, homes and content insurance, or your credit card. These are the big household expenses that we're talking about that are worth taking this a monothodical approach to. And these, you know, these products, they're all complex. You can just wander onto a product comparison site for any of these products and get pretty flustered and then get pretty demoralized by all the choices and the fact that you're going to think this is going to be a production. For example, there are 4,000 different home loan products. No wonder mortgage brokers have a thriving trade. You know, there are over three and a half thousand different private health insurance products. So we really are drowning in choice. And it's very easy to get into this analysis paralysis and do nothing. So that's what we want to help you prevent today by going through the steps. Yeah, so we spent quite a lot of time when we were writing the book in particular, designing this seven-step process that makes choosing a better deal efficient and effective so that you can do it over and over again really quickly. And I guess that comes to a really important point, you know, something that we like to embrace, which is satisficing. So it's a port, you know, those portmanteau words where they've taken two words and mushed them together. It's Yeah, they've mushed. It's definitely that. What we mean by satisficing is deciding on something that will satisfy you and be sufficient if it meets a certain threshold of acceptability. So what we mean is focus on achieving a good result as fast as possible. The reality is you're never going to find the best, the perfect deal. So you've just got to abandon the idea that you'll find the best deal and really make sure you get a good deal and that you'll come out better off and that you do this more regularly rather than doing it once and trying to get the absolute perfection because the reality is you'll be way better off if you comparison shop on a more regular basis rather than do some perfect analysis once every 10 years that's it. It's like, this is going to come up annually. You know, you're not going to get those policy and plan letters or emails that say, your plan has expired. Your policy has expired. They come every year. So this is an annual exercise. So that focus on just, you know, what's going to be great for the next 12 months, as opposed to the one deal to finish them all. That's right. But before we continue, there is one elephant in the room we want to address. 
And, you know, when it comes to life admin and particularly comparison shopping, people think that the problem is, you know, why they haven't got on top of it is because either their lack of motivation or discipline or willpower. There's a lot of self-criticism that happens. We talked a bit about this in our episode where we talk about the five myths of life admin. Uh, and the other thing is people think that I just don't have enough time or I can do this in magic time. And we know that only about 5% of people actually schedule time in their calendars to do life admin. Comparison shopping is going to take you an hour. This is ultimate hour of power kind of activity. So if you have that regular recurring time with yourself in your schedule, this is the time for the comparison shopping. So if you're yet to do that, if you're yet to schedule that hour of power and realize the glory of the hour of the power, this is your moment <laughs> to embrace it because this is how comparison shopping is going to happen. Okay, so should we get started into the seven steps? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so step one, take stock. So the first thing is to jump onto your online account or review your recent statements with the aim of gaining an understanding of your current plan, assessing your usage, getting an understanding of your sense of value, really understanding what it is you're looking at. And if it's a product you're not that familiar with, Listen to one of our podcast apps or or dive into the relevant book chapter if you've got our book where we break down the jargon and the typical product features. For finance and insurance products, you might also want to have a look at moneysmart.gov.au where you'll find a summary of the most important features to look out for. So look at things like how much did you spend? Does that feel like too much? Were there product features that you didn't use? Were there allowance or benefits you would have liked more of? What, What are the things that are important to you? So then think about what will make you happy. Is it saving $100 a year or is it saving $500? Or is it actually getting more convenient service in some way? Certainly when I comparison shop for home loans, I was looking for a way better online banking experience. Or is it simply the peace of mind that you've got the right product for your needs? You really need to stop and consider what will make you feel happy with yourself. Decide on those goalposts up front so you'll know when you've scored. Yeah, I think it's really important to have that, to know those goalposts because when you sometimes you step back and you think, oh, my God, I'm just like nickel and diming now. I'm like fiddling around for the sake of saving $80 and over $80 over the course of the year, depending on how much time you've been spending on this, it's not worth it. But for a home loan or, you know, home and contents insurance where it's going to be costing you thousands, it's worth that extra time to find those little incremental savings. I really like that idea of just getting to grips with the product that you have. And this, I think for some areas, like we had a chat recently to one of the, one of the presentations we did about the back of electricity bills and all of the jargon and the keys and looking at those tables and just going, what is this telling me? What does this even mean? And getting comfortable with that. It's so empowering to then realise, oh, okay, I can see there's a daily service charge. I can see there's megajoules on my megawatts and understand the different the rates and just feel empowered that you actually understand this information and you can then make better decisions. Okay, step two is to set up a comparison table. So this is going to help you know what good looks like. And that's when decisions are easy because we can recognize, all right, this offer is actually superior. So a comparison table is simply a sheet that's going to have your provider, your current provider, a couple of competitors and the criteria that you're looking at. And it's going to make it easier to pick the best offer rather than just tirelessly going through the features of each provider. 
So you can use one of the worksheets that we have that you can download from our website. If you head to our resources section, we have comparison table worksheets for energy, internet, health insurance, each of the chapters in the book. You can use an Excel or a Google sheet or just get a scrap piece of paper. But essentially, you're going to write at the top, you know, what is going to make you happy? Are you trying to get 100 bucks off, 10,000 bucks off? You want to go green, you want something more sustainable, you want something that's got rewards points, whatever it might be. You're going to write how long you're able to spend on this. It's like one hour of power or two sessions. And then you have your criteria to work from. Yeah, and I think it's really important to actually set that down on paper. I think it's really easy to start just flitting around trying to compare in your head one option to another. But if you actually take that little bit of energy to write it down, it will save you so much time in the long run. And certainly once you've done it a few times, if you save those comparison sheets, it makes it really easy because you've got, oh, there are the criteria I used last time. And then you can effectively replicate the exercise in a super fast way. So how many options should you compare? So that really comes to what we call step three, compare three. It's not necessary to compare all the offers out there to find a better deal. And as Mia talked about before, there's thousands of products out there. So even when you talk about internet, there's over 100 NBN providers in Australia, and each of them has got multiple products. There are diminishing returns if you compare beyond a handful of providers. So compare three, your current provider and two others. So in Barry Schwartz's book, which we talked about a lot in that previous episode, The Paradox of Choice, he outlines the evidence. It is so clear. The more options you compare, the more confused and dissatisfied you'll actually be. It's a huge trap to fall into. So if you use a good comparison website, you can pick two offers to compare to your current plan and you'll be confident you're comparing three good choices and that's all you need to get a better deal. You know, I guess the key thing here is that you're using comparison websites and not all comparison websites are created equally. You want to be going to the reputable ones and you want to be going to the ones that are most comprehensive of the market in that they have the biggest range of providers and the biggest range of plans. And that way you can be confident that the offers you're comparing are actually the best in the market and you can avoid some of that unnecessary complexity. So where possible, you want to use the government websites. So, for example, for private health insurance and energy, there are government websites. They are they have all of the providers. They have all of the plans that are relevant for your state. And then, you know, in, in different chapters and different podcast episodes, we've sort of identified the comparison websites that are strongest in different fields. Overall, we find that Choice, Canstar, Finder and Whistleout are probably the sites we recommend the most. So Choice is a subscriber-based service where the subscribers will give feedback about the different products and plans they've tried, but they also do all these objective tests and then they write up reviews and they rate them. You can access Choice Magazine and the Choice online site, usually through your local library. If you can log into your library site, you can usually access the magazines and the reports that way. CanStar and Finder, you know, they often don't have all of the products, but they have significantly more than people like iSelect and compare the market. They're much more transparent about which products have paid prominence and you can change the filters so that you are seeing a wide selection and not just the people that they have a, you know, a deal with some kind of advertising relationship with. The iSelects, the compare the markets, any of these services like Energy Watch, they have call centres. That's a red flag. <laughs> Because if there's a call centre, they have high costs, which means they need to charge a high commission 
and based on the listings, the showing. So companies won't sell their cheapest products that way. If you're paying to be on iSelect or compare the market, you're going to push the products that have the highest margins for you. So you're not necessarily getting all of the providers and of the providers that are there, you're not necessarily getting the full range. You're probably getting the top of the range. So yes, stick to CanStar, find a whistle out, use the filters so you can see the widest number of providers that meet your criteria. And if you want details like blow by blow, which one should I go to for which topic, jump into the Life Admin Hacks book or the podcast episode for the bill that we're talking about and we can point you in the right direction. Okay, great. So now you have filled out your comparison table, you're up to step four. So step four is the keep me call. What we mean by that is sometimes your current provider can offer you a better deal. And when you're armed with the details of what competitors are selling, calling your current provider might be all you need to do to save money. And then if your current provider comes to the party with a competitive offer, your work is done. So that can often be a huge win. So last weekend in my hour of power, I did my shop around for house and contents insurance. And after doing my quick comparison table and a 10 minute call to my current provider, they almost matched the best deal out in the market. So almost $200 saved. So really definitely worth giving them a call. But if your current provider can't offer you a better deal, then on to step five. So call around. So you don't always need to call around. So if it's a mobile phone plan, for example, you might not want to bother getting on the phone, but particularly for those more complex products like house and contents insurance or home loans or private health insurance, or where there's, you know, complexities you want to check, you can call the competitors you've identified or either the one that you think you're going to go with or both of them. It's really good to jot down a bit of a script to guide your chat before you get there. So to make sure that you're really clear the questions you want to ask so that you can really understand how it compares to your current plan. So you can be confident to make that choice. When it comes to calling call centers, it is important to think about when you might want to make that call. The best times to call most call centers are either right at the minute it opens, so you can have a look in advance to understand whether it's an 8 a.m. open or whatever and put some time in your schedule to make that call. Or usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays are the best days of the week, so have a think about trying to do those days. And the other time that can be good to call is in the evenings, if the call centers open in the evenings or on weekends. And certainly when I called my house and contents insurance provider on a weekend, I got through straight away. So you definitely don't want to spend lots of time waiting on hold to make that call, but it definitely can be worth to pick up the phone to make sure that you get the best deal. There are some products where doing the online switch is going to give you a discount but that doesn't mean you can't call at the call center first and get the info and then go online and get your little your discount that way. All right. Step six, decide, make the decision and switch. Go back to your goals, realize, okay, I've actually met my goals and pick the offer that best meets them. And there's usually a clear winner. If you're struggling to make the decision, it can be helpful to get a little bit of distance from it and think, okay, if I was talking about this with a friend and I'd done all this research and I said, I found this, but I can save $90, but I don't know if I can be bothered, but I get this and yada, yada. Your friend would just tell you, oh my God, make the switch already or don't worry about it. It's, it's 80 bucks, let it go. Researchers have found that when you, you know, that your advice to other people tend to focus on the most important factors, while when you're in your own head, 
flitting among all the different variables and the what ifs, you can just, you know, that's when you can get into that analysis paralysis. So it can also be useful to think about, you know, whether you really care about the minor differences between the options in 10 hours from now or 10 days from now or 10 months from now. And our guess is that you really won't care. You will have moved on. Life is busy. There are a whole bunch of other things to address. So make the decision, switch, complete the paperwork and lock it down. Awesome. So now the final step, integrate and celebrate step seven. So You'll need to make sure once you've made, if you have made a switch, that you integrate the new plan or provider into your life admin systems and tools. So this includes things like updating your password manager for any new online accounts, opting into paperless communication and direct debits, and adding any important documents to your cloud storage. I also love adding that comparison table into my cloud storage too, because it means that I can quickly see what, how I compared last time when I go to do the exercise again. And if you don't have these life admin foundations in place, the first section of our book is a place to go. And it's also important to celebrate, acknowledge the progress you're making towards more optimized finances. And I know that some people also like to think about, oh, maybe giving themselves a little reward. So if you've saved $200 on your house and contents insurance, you might want to treat yourself out for buy some more contents, <laughs> buy some more contents or you know, treat yourself to a, it doesn't even have to be a lot of, you know, to spend money, but treat yourself to something that's nice for you, you know, go for a nice walk and buy yourself a takeaway cup of coffee and just sort of revel in the the joy of saving the money so that it's a reminder that you know doing this exercise is worth it as probably wasn't as hard as you first thought it was going to be yeah we talk about you know with behaviors there's that idea that you're looking for behavior change and you're trying to get a new habit there's this little sum that's motivation times ability times the trigger and when it comes to comparison comparison shopping the trigger is either you've got that policy or plan that's come and said it's expired and it's time to shop around or you've just realized I need to tighten the belt we need to save money the motivation can be that peace of mind and the fact that you'll have saved some money that you can put to things that you'd rather be spending your money on and hopefully this fills that ability you know component so that this doesn't become a production that you feel like you're empowered, that you know what criteria you should be looking at, you know, what websites to go to, you know you really only need to look at three all up uh, and then you'll have done your due diligence. And when you're getting that humming, it really is worth celebrating the fact that you're not just saving the money but, you know, you're winning at this part of life, of this part of adulting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, adulting, adulting success. Okay, so... In summary, step one, take stock, get up to speed with what you currently have and what you're currently using of that product. Step two, set up a comparison table. Step three, compare three providers. Steps four and five, make the keep me call or call around. Step six, decide and switch. Step seven, integrate and celebrate. A lot of people say, okay, well, where do I start? Which bill do I start with? And you might like to start with your largest expenses So looking at your home loan or your insurances, these are usually the things that are, you know, kind of eye-watering when you're looking at your credit card bill or your bank statements. Or you might like to start with the thing that you've neglected the most. So the other day we had an ABC radio interview where the the presenter said for for her electricity, I think it was, she had never shopped around, ever. And she'd been living in the same place for like more than six years and I was like, okay, there are savings there. That is a goldmine. Begin there because there's no doubt that 
the changes in the market, the products, the competitiveness in that market, there will definitely be a better plan for that for you there. You know, the economies and markets have never been more volatile than over the last two years. So anything that you haven't reviewed in the last 18 months could probably yield you some savings. Okay, so what are you waiting for? Go and save some money. Our seven steps are a tried and tested approach to getting it done. But like any skill, it can take a bit of practice. But once you taste success and start seeing the savings, I reckon you'll become a comparison shopping machine just like me. (laughs) So we hope these hacks will help you get on top of these cost of living rises and equip you to save some money. Our top hacks are to learn to satisfy, find what is sufficient and satisfying, get comfortable with comparing three. There's no need to boil the ocean here and research the whole internet and focus on the best comparison websites. Don't get sucked into the iSelects and the compare the markets of the world. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. And if you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.